Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tender mercy? Who through life has been my guide? You remember it started with a parable where Jesus said you have to understand this parable to understand the rest of the parables the parables he's, he was going to teach and we saw that parable it was about four different soils and then we saw a parable that was about light it was about the light within us the light of Christ the oil of his Holy Spirit the reflection of Christ it was about the light of Christ in us and how we're to reflect the light of him how we're to shed the light on the darkness of this world how we're to be a light on a lampstand not under a bowl and today we're going to see a couple more parables, but both are going to pertain to the seed, which we saw in that first parable. It relates to the Word of God. But we're also going to see at the end of this chapter, um, we're going to see the need for practical application, which is what Scripture should be, right? I mean, we read, we study, but then we have to apply it. I mean, it, it does us no good if we don't apply it, right? Let me see some heads nod. We, this, look, there's going to be a potluck meal. You can take a nap after that, okay? So let's wake up. So, but that's the truth. You know, we, we have to apply whatever we learn from God, we have to apply it. And, you know, this week has been challenging for many in our congregation and many other believers. I can't believe how many phone calls and texts and emails I got this week. Just a lot of spiritual warfare, a lot of battles and a lot of trials. And we're going to see why and how Christians need to put their faith in action. And how we have to apply the word of God. You know, I was thinking about this and praying about this. And it reminded me, years ago when my boys were little, we went to a family reunion. And uh, at this family reunion, we were actually staying at a, at a hotel in town. This is down south. And we were um, around the pool. And uh, my son was about four years old at the time. And he was hanging out at the side of the pool. And we told him not to let go, not to do anything silly. But you know how boys are, right? <laughs> Always testing the waters, literally. And so, but you know how your, your parents' spidey senses go off sometimes, you know? And I looked, and I couldn't see my son, and I looked down in the pool, and it was amazing. Because he was standing on the bottom of the pool, at the deep end. He didn't know how to swim. But he was standing there, in silent awe, looking up out the water at me. It was the most surreal moment. I saw him. I leaped the fence. I leaped in the pool. I jumped in. I got him. I said, buddy, are you okay? Are you okay? I got him to the side. And I, why weren't you scared? Why weren't you panicking? And he said, because, daddy, I knew you'd come and get me. That faith of a child is what you and I should have with our walk with Jesus. You know, he just wants us to believe. He just wants us to have that kind of faith. That should be our reaction whenever we fall into the pool. Whenever we're going through a storm that we can't handle. Because guess what? God will allow us to go through things we can't handle. Why? So that we have to rely on Him. He is who we are to rely on. He wants us to have childlike faith. You know, Hebrews 11.6 tells us that without faith, it's impossible to please God. But what I love is in Matthew 17, Jesus states this fact. He says, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, you'll move a mountain. 
I don't think we comprehend what faith really is. You know, many of us, I think, we're more like the African Impala. So I think a lot of us are like the African Impala. It's this beautiful animal. It's an amazing animal. It can leap over 10 feet high. It can, it can bound over 30 feet in distance. But you know what? They can put it in a zoo, and they can put a three-foot brick fence, brick wall around their enclosement, and they won't leave. They won't jump over it. Because they will not jump where they cannot see. And I think a lot of us live our Christian life like that. Faith in a parachute isn't really, you're not really acting on your faith until you jump out that plane. <laughs> in the same way, I think many of us won't leap, won't jump, won't step out if we can't see. But God wants us to step out. He wants us to have that childlike faith. He wants us to trust Him. And you know, I think some of us are just stuck in a rut. And it's time to jump out. And now it's time to dive into our passage. Pun intended, okay? So Mark chapter 4, I'm going to read verses 26 through 34, and then we're going to look at this closer. It starts this, And he said, The kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground, and should sleep by night and rise by day, and the seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how, for the earth yields crops by itself, first the blade, then the head, after that the full grain in the head. But when the grain ripens, immediately he puts in the sickle, because the harvest has come. Then he said, to what shall we liken the kingdom of God? Or with what parable shall we picture it? It is like a mustard seed, which, when it is sown on the ground, is smaller than all the seeds on the earth. But when it is sown, it grows up and becomes greater than all herbs, and shoots out large branches, so that the birds of the air may nest under its shade. And with many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. But without a parable, he did not speak to them. And when they were alone, he explained all things to his disciples. Father God, we know this is your word. And Lord, we just invite you to have your way with our hearts and our minds, Lord, today. We know that the word of God will not return void. We know that the word of God does something within us. It's not like any other book. And God, we just pray right now that you bless your teaching. Help me to get out of the way. Reveal the word to us and help us to apply it, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. And so that that first parable we looked at focused on the four soils, which those soils represented believers, and more specifically, the heart of each believer, those four soils. But now we're going to see, we're going to see these parables about the seed, which represents the word of God. And today we're going to see more of a focus on the seed itself, because Jesus is going to give us insight into his kingdom. And that transition, what it, what it means, those, that phrase, the kingdom of God, it means the reign of God. And I just want to remind us, because all the fearful things that are in the world this week, you know, I received several calls and texts from people talking about different prophetic events that are happening. If you haven't noticed, the world's going crazy, but it's even more crazy. This last week, more crazy things happened. But remember, we're not to worry when we hear of wars and rumors of wars. Jesus warned us ahead of time. But know this, he is ruling and reigning from his throne in heaven, and he is here with us now. He's in complete control. This is all his plan. It's not going according to to all these world leaders' plans. It's going according to his plan, and he will complete it. Just know, don't be fearful. Fear is the opposite of faith, at least the fear of man. We'll talk about the fear of God later. But you know, he's ruling and reigning. This is his kingdom. And remember, we're building his kingdom, not our own. But Jesus explains this, and he explains that there are at least three elements. There are many other elements, but in our passages today, there are three key elements that he focuses on. One, that mankind, that you and I are participants in his kingdom. Do you understand that? 
And number two, that God himself is who provided the seed, the word of God and the gospel. Not only that, the third thing, that God is the one who gives the growth and causes the growth and gives the increase. The pressure is not on you and me. Look at verses 26 through 28 again. And he said, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground and should sleep by night and rise by day and the seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how. For the earth yields crops by itself, first the blade, then the head, after that the full grain in the head. You know, Jesus uses the example of farming quite a bit. And that's so appropriate when you think about it, because farming requires several elements. We've talked about this. If you want a healthy crop, if you want a healthy harvest, a bountiful harvest, we need certain things. There needs to be good soil. But it's the same in the kingdom of God and in our own lives. We need good seed. We need the word of God. We need good soil. Our hearts need to be welcoming the word and being transformed by the word. We need to be washed in the water of his word. We need to be led by his Holy Spirit. We need the good light, his light, so that we can grow. Not only that, like farming, the kingdom of God also requires effort and patience on our part. Do you understand that? Effort and patience. It also requires care and diligence, just like a farmer. If you've ever been around a farmer, or maybe some of you are farmers, it's amazing how much care they take, painstaking care. You know, they get used to, oh, just like any other profession, right? They, they cut some corners and whatnot. But ultimately, you have to do certain things a certain way if you want a crop, or you go bankrupt real fast. But Jesus explains that his reign, his kingdom, requires all of these elements. That man should be the one sowing the seed, sowing the seed of God's word in the hearts and minds of others and sowing the truth of the gospel. But know this, it says scatter. Jesus says we're to scatter, and that doesn't mean irresponsibly. Again, if you're a farmer, you're not just going to go throw seed everywhere. And you're not going to take one little seed and go put it in a perfect spot and nurture it and then just pay attention to that one little seed. He says to scatter. It's not irresponsible scatter. This word is gallo in the Greek, and what it means is to, to preach it with intensity, with passion. When's the last time you told somebody about the gospel or taught somebody the word of God with intensity and passion? But that's what Jesus has called each one of us to do. Share your faith. Share the truth of his seed, his gospel, his word with passion and intensity. But know this. I mentioned last week, we also need to put it or do it the right way. We need to cast the seed in the right way. It doesn't mean you, you go to work and you preach the gospel for eight hours and then clock out and expect to have a job. We're to be responsible. We're to do it the right way. God wants us to sow the seed the right way, just like farming. You have to sow it the right way. And he wants us to do, and he also wants the right seed being sown. This is another thing I talked about. It has to be the true gospel. It can't be a fake gospel. This is what God has required of us. He wants us to partner with him, to grow his kingdom and not our own. But I love this because Jesus tells us after a farmer sows the seed that he waits for it. He trusts in that seed. There's an element of faith there. I don't know if you've ever uh, farmed or have a garden. I tried a garden. It does okay. But you know, I'm still a little old-fashioned. I'll go plant the seed right in the ground. I don't do the, I should grow them in the house first, you know, and then take them out, the seedlings, put them in. But I don't, I plant it right in the ground. And then half the time I forget what I put there or my sign disappears. This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. 
For more information visit our website. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, golgothafellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.